I'm Jack Draper, shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. It's another preview and prediction video and we have a really exciting one to get through. It's Igor Fiontek versus Arena Sabalenka, the number one versus the number two seed and not just the number one versus number two seed, but the number one versus number two in the world in women's tennis right now. And the rankings don't lie when it comes to this I tell you that. I really do tell you that. It's been an incredible tournament at the Porsche Tennis Grand Prix. And I have to say, in WTA Stuttgart final now, has really delivered because we wanted this. It's a rematch of last year's final. And I think when the draw came out, everyone was looking for this to to be the final, in all honesty. Uh, people also looking at Rabakana facing uh, potentially one of them as well. Uh, but really, it was Fiontek versus Sabalenka that everyone wanted to see again. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting matchup. And uh, we tend to get pretty good matches between the two. So before we get into it, though, remember that like button. Do subscribe if you are new. And also do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Also, thank you to our members as well. It's greatly appreciated. Genuinely, all your contributions to the channel. It really, really does help. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. Genuinely. Okay. Let's get into this. Actually, before we do, by the way, there's a Beyond the Data episode three on Arena Sabalenka. Please do check it out. It's barely got any views compared to uh, what I was expecting. So please do check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's a really, really good video, um, statistically breaking down how she's been better this year than last year. So do check it out. Okay, let's get into the prediction and preview video then, or portion of this video. First, what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick look at their form throughout the tournament, throughout the week, how they looked. Then we're going to talk a little bit about their head-to-head, -head, how they looked when they face off against each other, whether that's this year or if they haven't faced each other this year, then last year as well, and previous meetings, and how does that then translate into this final? How does it translate when we watch this final? What's it going to look like? Uh, technically and also tactically. So I'm going to have a little little discussion about that as well with you guys and just explain what might come to fruition, what tactics might be used by both players and also what tactics I think should be used by both players and then ultimately give you guys my prediction. Okay, so let's go through then the previous matches that both players have gone through this week. Sviantek played on Jabir. She was three love up in the first set. And it wasn't really a, a particularly good uh, indicator of how Jabir's been playing this week. Uh, she was struggling with a left calf injury and had to then retire because of it. So Sviantek will be very fresh going into the final. Uh, she did have to fight, though, against Pliskova, interestingly, um, who I thought she'd have no real issues with, uh, if I'm being honest with you guys. I don't think she... <sighs> going into that, I was thinking she's going to have no problems with Karina Pliskova, because I know Pliskova has power. I know she can be pretty good on the clay, but she's also been double bagel by Igish Fiontek in the past in Rome. So I wasn't really expecting um, Pliskova to, yeah, put up much of a fight in honesty. But she did, and she played really well in the end of taking the first set. Shvontek fought back nicely. And then Zheng Wen, who I thought might actually cause problems to Shvontek, didn't really in the end, got breadsticked in the first set. And Shriontek won a tight second set uh, in the end. For Sabalenka, she played Potapova, beat her comfortably. Bedosa was a tougher one. Three, six, four sets. And she, she dropped one against Bedosa, but ended up coming out on top in three sets. And then really, 
the, the toughest one of the lot was, I personally think, is Kuchikova. But the 2021 French Open champion or Roland Garros champion is not liking seeing Sabalenka in draws right now. Uh, since saying that she thinks that she should be in the conversation with Rabakina, Sabalenka, and Sviontek, she has faced Sabalenka twice, I think, if not three times, and she's lost every single time. So that is not a good... <laughs> it's not particularly good for ego, and it hasn't been a particularly good matchup, generally speaking, for her either. And um, I think, you know, if, if I was Kuchikova, I would be praying that I'm not going to get Sabalenka at Roland Garros because she's a very good clay quarter and she's won it before. If she can avoid Sabalenka, she probably fancies her chances. And she's actually got a better record against Sviontek than Sabalenka at the moment. So then if we look at um, the matches between the two then, so you can see here, Sviontek beat Sabalenka at the World Tour uh, or the it's an exhibition, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Dubai, which was in December last year. It's an exhibition. I'm not going to look into that really at all. Uh, but the finals, the WTA finals, Sabalenka beat Shviontek in three sets. That, of course, was on hard courts. And then Shviontek beat at the US Open. Before that, Sabalenka was 5-3 up or 5-2 up even in that final set. She should have gone on to win it. She didn't. Shviontek came back beautifully, it has to be said as well. One in three sets went on to win that title and that slam as well. Again, though, that was on hard court. So uh, let's look at the clay court results. And you can see here uh, two clay court meetings between, between the two. Both times, Shviontek won in straight sets. Sabalenka has not managed to take a set of Shviontek on the clay courts. And in Rome, it was straight sets and pretty comfortable in the end. Um, 6 2 6 1. I mean, absolute blitzing to say the least in that match. And yeah, semi final as well, which, yeah, you wouldn't expect that from a semi final. And then Stuttgart, which was, um, yeah, as I said, the final, she managed to win again very comfortably 6 2 6 2. Doha, Shvontek won, and then Sabalenka won in the WTA Finals uh, in 2021. So the head-to-head is in favor of Shvontek. One, two, three, four, five, three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or actually, five, two. I think Sabalenka's only beaten her twice. Yeah, both times at the WTA Finals, ironically, as well, which is very, very interesting, to say the least. Um, look, I mean... 5-2, the head-to-head, clearly in favour of Iga Sviontek, but let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. So how does their form this week, the head-to-head, how does that translate onto the court tomorrow in the final, in the indoor heart, indoor clay court, sorry, even, of Stuttgart? Well, there's a few factors to consider. Sabalenka is much improved since the last time they played. Uh, which, you know, again, let's exclude the exhibition. That's the WTA finals. Sabalenka won that one. Again, it's on hard courts. But from last year when they played on clay, she is much improved. She is. She's hitting a lot less double faults, which I know a lot of people like to talk about. Although I don't think that's really been the biggest change, in, in all honesty. She has managed to find a really good level where she's able to control the aggression Uh, that she has in her game, which is so dangerous, which is so potent against players. And she's managed to hone that since she's making 
a smaller percentage of unforced errors and a high percentage of winners. Uh, when she won the Australian Open, that was a really, really good, really good example of where she was hitting, I think, majority of the points. So over 50% of the points she was winning were winners. Now, that to me just shows that she is, one, playing very aggressive tennis, but two, she's managing to be a little bit more patient and pick her moments as well. Because, you know, for me, Sabalenka is the type of player who has a pretty good all-round game and should be winning tournaments on all surfaces. Similarly with Sviontek, and honestly, maybe not grass at the moment, but hardcore and clay court. I mean, we know she is arguably the, probably she is the best player on clay at the moment uh, and the best player on clay for a, a number of years. And on the hard court, she's now up there as well. There's a few things to consider. And what we're going to do is we're going to do the classic serve and return dynamic first. We're going to discuss that. So serve and return dynamic, how does that play out? Sabalenka's serve is pretty effective still, even on the clay. Now, it's not as effective as it is on a hard court or a grass court. That's a given. But if she hits her spot, she will get some free points still, no doubt. Shontek, though, is arguably the best returner on tour. Sabalenka's probably in the top three servers, maybe, on tour, on the women's side, I would say. Sabalenka needs to be pretty creative. I would suggest that she goes into Shontek's forehand at times as well um, to try and get that forehand return. Shontek's forehand is the one of the biggest weapons now and biggest forehands on tour, but it's still susceptible to errors at times. It still has that really extreme grip um, and also the way the point of contact on the ball, her elbow is so bent. You wouldn't teach it, but just like Daniel Medvedev, she makes it work so well for her. And I don't I don't know whether that's the reason why she can sometimes go through patches where she's not timing the ball particularly well on that side. But either way, it is susceptible to errors at times and, and maybe going for a bit too much on that wing. Um, but Sabalenka needs to make sure she's getting close to the line. She can't be serving down the middle of the box, giving Shriontek a lot of serves into her hitting zones. She's got to be pinpoint and also hitting a pretty high percentage of first serves because even though Sabalenka doesn't have a particularly bad second serve, Shriontek will pounce on it on a clay court. Yes, the kick serve will kick up, but it'll also be a lot slower. And Shriontek is and actually doesn't mind taking the ball shoulder height. She really doesn't. Then that's what makes her also very good on the clay is that a lot of players, they tend to struggle when it goes shoulder height or higher and they don't really know what to do with the ball at times or they struggle to maybe combat uh, the bounce as much as, say, a Shimontek who is so good at being able to get on top of the ball still on top of that bounce and hit with a lot of topspin, a lot of drive through the ball, through the surface and still hurt opponents even with um, the ball bouncing that high. So something for Sabalenka to to ponder. Um, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of serve and volleying or anything, but what we will see from Sabalenka is her trying to be very aggressive on the one-plus shot. Now, that's the same for both players, to be honest. Both players try to dictate on the first strike after serving especially with the forehand, although in Sabalenka's case, sometimes it can be the backhand as well. Sometimes she's having a, a really good backhand day and she will 
uh, tried to avoid running around the backhand. But yeah, I think both players will try to dictate with that forehand side. I think for Sabalenka, she needs to be very much on it in terms of her depth. Because if you don't hit with a lot of depth when it comes to Sviontek, that's when you're in trouble because she steps in and she's very good, very, very good at turning it on straight away and being knowing when is the right opportunity to attack and stepping forward. For So for Sabalenka, yes, she hits the ball extremely hard. Yes, she can hit winners, but she needs to make sure she's hitting with depth. That's the most important thing for me because she has the power to hurt Shionte from the back of the court, but she needs to have the consistency in her ground strokes to, one, induce errors from Shionte and two, induce um, those shorter balls that she'll be hoping for to then pounce on and put away um, for the winners that we were talking about earlier on with that high percentage of winners that she has against opponents so far. For Shriontek and the serve return dynamic, there's a few things to discuss, I think. Her first serve is, as I said, it's not, as I've said in the past, it's probably not top 10, I would say. Uh, I think the rest of her game is you know, top three everything almost, probably apart from volleying. But serving, top 10, maybe not. Now, if she hits her spots against Sabalenka, again, she is going to get some success. Um, Sabalenka will try to be really aggressive on the returns and try and make sure that one, she doesn't have a lot of easy balls to try and attack with that one-plus shot. And she'll try and push Shriontek back. She will. Especially on the second serve, she's probably going to expect uh, Shriontek to go kick serve into the backhand for the most part. She will try and crunch the return and put Shriontek in an awkward position because Shriontek defensively generally is very, very good. But against the big hitters like a Sabalenka or Rabakina, they can almost have too much power um, that even someone as good as her at defending can struggle with it and struggle to contain them, especially if they're being patient, which Sabalenka has been this year. She's had more patience in her play. And yes, she still has the aggression. She still has the killer instinct, but she doesn't go for too much too early for the most part. And that's been the big difference. For Shriontek, though, the forehand, uh, the weapons of their high topspin forehand, uh, that's going to really hurt opponents, hurt Sabalenka, drag her out, and the backhand is solid as ever. Uh, interestingly, though, the forehand-to-forehand exchange or dynamic who win- comes out on top there, I think Shriontek hits with more angle and accuracy. I think Sabalenka needs to try and match that. It's not going to be easy, but she is capable of doing it. The f- backhand-to-backhand, Sabalenka, again, has the power factor, but Shriontek hits with a lot of accuracy on that side. So if I was Sabalenka, I would be trying to get her in really uncomfortable positions, Shriontek, that is, um, hitting with you know with angles at times, dragging her out, making sure that you're switching it up as well, not just getting stuck in the backhand-to-backhand exchange, try to go line first. I think Sabalenka will try and do that. Um, Shriontek will be happy to defend at times because she knows she's that good being able to defend and also stepping forward when needed to attack as well. Uh, neither player is... Uh, Sabalenka in doubles is comfortable with the net, but she doesn't really come forward too much. I can't see Shriontek doing it a whole lot either. Um, although I do think if either gets a short ball, uh, a very short ball, they will then come to the net. That's when it then gets interesting because both players, especially Shriontek, are incredible at passing players at the net. So... A lot of things to discuss, a lot of things to ponder. But what I would say is, for me, it really is an intriguing matchup. 
and I'm finding it really hard to give a prediction on who I think is going to win because I think given the head-to-head, given that both times they've played, Shriontek's won and she hasn't lost a set either and it's 5-2 to Shriontek, you would expect her to come out on top. But I actually think, given that it's indoors as well, I do think that that is an advantage to Sabalenka despite not being last year. It does help her serve. It means that she doesn't have to worry about outdoor conditions and her serve is more of a weapon than Shriontek's. I also think she's more comfortable with you know, obviously knowing that the bounce indoors is going to be a bit more consistent as well. And I think that controlled aggression she's been showing all year is going to shine through. And I'm actually going to pick Sabalenka. Shriontek's lost two out of her last four finals. Both of them were to Kuchikova, but she's now not invincible in finals. Um, That means though. So I'm going to Sabalenka in three sets. I think it's going to be a really tight one. I could easily see Sviontek winning in straight sets or three sets and same with Sabalenka winning in straight sets. I think it's going to be highly competitive. I can't wait. Let me know your prediction in the comment section. Sviontek is the queen of clay, but I just think maybe this slightly quicker clay court surface might might favor Sabalenka. Outdoor clay, I'd probably pick Sviontek every day of the week, but let me know your thoughts. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you in the next video.